This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life, so therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with, with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I, go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the, the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because for many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, so if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, 
This is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's betterhelp.com slash vibe. Betterhelp.com slash vibe. Go start online therapy. DM me on Instagram. Let me know how it's going. And I hope that you get the help, the support, and the healing that you deserve. Welcome to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone, so let's connect and heal our vibe within. Hey, what's up guys? Welcome back to the Vibe Within podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Hope you're all doing good out there, whatever you're doing, walking, jogging, you know, driving to work, doing art, journaling, out in the sun, whatever you're doing. I want you to really take a moment and just find gratitude and take a deep breath in, take a deep breath out. And keep breathing like that. Make sure that you're not holding your breath today because breath is life force. Breath is prana and breath is what can help us get through trauma and heal ourselves, if you will. And that's what this episode is all about. It's all about trauma. I talk a little bit about psychedelics, but mainly I talk about the stigma of how this culture and self-help society is kind of obsessing over speaking and sharing about our traumas and how it can actually be doing a little bit more harm than good and how it can actually put ourselves in somewhat of a rut 
um, when it comes to our healing journey and our healing mission. And I talk, I talk deeply, deeply about how we need to switch that and how in order for us to heal, we need to detach from the trauma. And there comes a moment where we need to not identify ourselves as that victim or as that person who went through trauma because if we keep reliving it we keep speaking about it we keep sharing about it we keep replaying that broken record that's prolonging our healing process and i think that there's a new stage of healing that i don't know what what it's called or i just i just feel it happening within my life and it's detachment it's detachment it's letting go of that part of ourselves that went through the trauma, who is just, you know, always wanting to know why it happened to us and needing answers and enough of that. It's, all, it's really cool to be vulnerable. It's really awesome to connect with others who have also been through traumas similar to ours. But there's a fine line between nourishing our identifying abilities or, you know, attachments to that trauma and we need to focus and shift more into the now instead of living as that part of ourselves who went through trauma years ago whenever it happened 10 years five years last year even if it's you know two months ago but you feel like you're obsessing about it and it's it's becoming too much of who you are and you're speaking too much about it and you feel like people around you label you and identify you as that trauma, then that's a clear-cut sign that it's time to detach. And I'm not saying that we need to forget, that we need to forgive whoever traumatized us or did us wrong. All I'm saying is that in order for us to become a new version, a better version, a happy adult version of who we are right now, it takes and it requires us to break away from that part of ourselves and not identify ourselves as that trauma. And I won't get into it um, more because I think you're really, really going to enjoy this episode. And I talk, I talk about ayahuasca and post-traumatic stress disorder and depression and and my eating disorder um and and how I'd love to do ayahuasca but how I'm really scared so I I get into that as well about my near-death experience with psychedelics um that episode if you want to go back to to that episode I'll put it in the show notes for you guys but um yeah I hope you enjoy this episode I think you really will because each time I come on here and record I feel like I'm channeling whatever y'all are going through and I know that sounds crazy (laughs) but I'm crazy then whatever so I hope that um this this helped you and also I wanted to let you guys know that Thought Cloud CBD is having a sale they're having a buy one get one tincture sale buy one get one free Um, so that's going on until November 12th, I believe. So you have a little bit of time. Cool. Um, so go ahead and go on to thoughtcloud.net or you can follow them on Instagram and you can also use my discount code gypsyloveflow and that can also be used on sale items. 
So even if it's a buy one, get one, even if it's like 70% off, you can still use discount code Gypsy Love Flow. So go ahead and stock up and uh, let's get into the episode. This episode is brought to you by Tonic Vibes CBD. Tonic offers CBD blends that use organic sun-grown hemp flower from their family-run farm in upstate New York. Their original formulations were first developed by Tonic's founder, Brittany Carbone, to help manage her own anxiety and depression that she was suffering with herself. Combining plant-based ingredients like ashwagandha, black seed oil, lemon balm, and passion flower, their soulfully crafted botanicals work with the CBD to restore our body's essential balance. The magic is in the love and intention that goes into each of their products from seed to shelf. And I have personally been using their tinctures for almost two years now. It's one of the first companies that I actually reached out to and was super interested in their company because I love their marketing, I love their Instagram. I am obsessed with all that, obviously, since I went to school for that. Um, And I loved how they were packaging their stuff. It has a really um, light vibe when I look at their Instagram. And it's female-owned. It's a family-owned small company. uh, And it's just amazing. It's one of my top tincture companies that I work with. And my favorite tinctures are the OG tincture, the Tonic OG. That has ashwagandha in it, black seed oil. Tastes so good. Um, It's more of an awakening, uplifting tincture. I like to take it in the morning. And then I love their chill one, which is not as sweet. Um, It has the passion flower and lemon balm in it still, but it's more of a nighttime tincture. And of course, you can take these during the day as well in, in the morning, but that's just how I do it, and I love their tinctures so much. They also do little roll-on topicals, and they are doing CBD flower as well. So I really recommend getting into Tonic as it's one of my favorite companies. Obviously, I have them sponsoring the podcast, and I love them so much. So if you want to check out tonicvibes.com, you can go purchase anything from their website and use discount code GYPSYLOVE for a discount at checkout. That's tonicvibes.com, and you can use discount code GYPSYLOVE, G-Y-P-S-Y-L-O-V-E, for a discount at checkout. All right, so I've been thinking a lot about all of this talk about healing trauma and rewiring our brains, and it just seems like it's pretty much everywhere that we look right now is healing our past traumas and you know, reshaping our psyche, and it just got me thinking about how it's kind of like our society is obsessing a little bit about the whole healing of our traumas, and it's good because it's it's helping our culture and our collective to awaken itself through the awareness of, you know, maybe we're we're hurting because of things that have happened in our past obviously but there it seems to be a little <clears throat> a little i don't want to say obsessive again but that's the that's just the word that keeps coming up um and what happens is that we can find ourselves in a loop 
of reliving our past, reliving and re-explaining and talking about our traumas. And then that labels ourselves and then that kind of becomes our identity. And there's nothing wrong with being vulnerable. There's nothing wrong with sharing our truths and our traumas and the difficult situations that we've been through in our lives. But there is a fine line between what is helping us get through that trauma that has lingered um, by sharing, by speaking about it. And then there's a fine line between that and moving forward and closing that chapter and no longer allowing ourselves to identify with that said trauma because if we continue to make that trauma part of our story and pretty much the only part of our story, then that blocks us from transcending into the newness and the new person that we want to become. Um, it's, it's, a weird, it's a weird thing. Um, <clears throat> and I've been, I've been, you know, every podcast I listen to, I don't know if it's just a coincidence or not, synchronicities or not, whatever, um, everything's about psychedelics. Everything's about psilocybin and mushrooms and ayahuasca and iboga and MDMA, and that's all fine and good, but it just... It sucks because I don't know if you guys if you guys listened to the episode that I recorded. Um, it was a while ago. It was probably like five months ago or, or more. But I explained my entire story about with psychedelics and how I had a near death experience. This happened when I was like twenty years old in San Francisco at Outside Lands, and I almost died. Granted, I wasn't on a medical dose i wasn't you know around a shaman or anything like that and it was different types of psychedelics um but if you're interested in in going back and listening to that episode i will i'll put it in the show notes but it it kind of paints a picture of why i am scared to take um ayahuasca or you know crazy psychedelics like i've i've done them a lot even after that near-death experience i did it um there were there were trips after that that went really well but that one experience really really tainted my psyche and my mind and my perspective and i'm very well a victim of ptsd from that experience and part of me really wishes that never happened because through the years of drug and psychedelic use there have always been these flickering moments of flashbacks to that time that I almost died at the festival, and um, and I wonder how it would be if that never happened, because I really would love to try psychedelics um, or plant medicine like ayahuasca to use as a treatment for my depression, my panic attacks, and my eating disorder, which I really haven't spoke too much in depth um, on my podcast, but um, it's definitely not as bad as it used to be when I was in high school, but... Um, just like any addiction or mental illness, it's something that you have to live with um, and learn to live with and learn to accept and learn to transcend with it. And instead of identifying with that trauma or with that situation, um, 
I think that's what we need to start focusing on. And I've heard that ayahuasca helps with panic attacks and depression and OCD and all these things. And it's just like, yeah, like I'd, I'd love to try ayahuasca, but there's something within me that says that it would be foolish to to kind of do that because my mind sometimes taps into a panic mode or psychosis mode when I'm in a mind-altering state from drugs. And this happened. This happened in May. Um, I went into a little bit of a psychosis when I was doing cocaine. And, you know, I had done cocaine plenty of times, especially when I lived in Miami. Like, that was just the norm. And um, this one thing just set my mind off, set my, my mentality off, and um, it was it was pretty much psychosis. And I didn't tell anybody. I mean, I was I just plowed through it mentally myself. But if that could happen with just a normal drug like cocaine, <clears throat> like what could happen with ayahuasca? And it just, it scares me. But at the same time, I would love to surrender and, and do that. But, you know, um, I feel, I feel like there's some of us who are suffering with, with mental illness that we could be trapped within like multiple layers of mental illnesses. And as much as I love CBD and Kratom and meditation and writing and hot yoga, sometimes I feel stuck and I feel like nothing is rewiring my brain and my psyche the way that I feel that I deserve. And I hear a lot of stories about ayahuasca and how it's just this powerful, you know, somewhat demonic but then angelic, um, psychedelic experience that that brings you to a place of surrender and contentment. But, you know, sometimes we can be trapped within an old part of us and it's debilitating some days because it's it's very it's very intense and heavy to think that we'll never overcome this like trifecta of mental illnesses cuz you know chances are if you're suffering with one mental illness you have you have another one that pairs with it like anxiety and depression or anxiety and OCD like there's these different pairings that that just go well together. So this brings me into my second idea or theory that has been on my mind recently that I think will will help you guys with this healing journey and this trauma journey that we can get so wrapped up in and everybody's so obsessed with being vulnerable and sharing our traumas and connecting with other people who have also been through traumatic events and it kind of just creates this snowball effect of okay well I've been traumatized and I'm just this is just who I am and like I'm just gonna hang out with people who have been traumatized and those are my people or you know it's like we we are putting ourselves in boxes and we are identifying ourselves with our trauma and that's the same exact thing that is trapping ourselves from transcending and moving forward and becoming this person who isn't so affected by it anymore. And it's easier said than done, of course, but in order so in order to heal from a mental illness, in my opinion, there needs to be a strong dose of surrender. 
and then even stronger dose of, you know, self-brainwashing. Let's be real. The term rewiring our brains also means brainwashing or brain cleansing ourselves out of a mental rut that we have been submerged in. Um, We've lost our true selves within the addiction or the codependency or the mental illness or the eating disorder or whatever it is. And for me, there's two parts to me. There's Gab with a mental illness and there's Gab without mental illness. There's Gab with trauma and without trauma. So there needs to be a brainwashing effect of the mental illness me so she can surrender easier and more often to the new version of self, which is detached from a prefixed idea of who she is, the prefixed label and identity of that trauma that we so easily put ourselves under that umbrella and then that's just us and then we're walking through our lives each and every day with that burden and each relationship and each connection and each conversation that we have are that past part of ourselves will continue to come up because because it wants answers, of course. That, that, that little girl, that little boy who went through a traumatic event when we were younger, they want answers, but sometimes the answers just aren't there. And it's not our responsibility to, to, do, like, to do the inner child healing work is very necessary, don't get me wrong. But what's the final destination? Like, what's the, what's the big goal of of healing our inner child like how do we know how do we know we've we've healed our inner child and the trauma that it's it's gone through if we continue to speak about our trauma and we continue to relive it i know this all sounds kind of clashing <laughs> together but i hope i hope you're with me i hope that you're you're here with me and you're you're grasping what i'm saying um so basically, right now, whatever you're going through, whatever mental illness or trauma or PTSD or um, experience or situation or relationship that you're coping with, maybe it's actually a great time to heal from our anxiety, depression, eating disorders in this time of social media obsession because <laughs> we can use podcasts and self-help books and we can listen to positive self-love affirmations all day long, and we can truly create our own lives of therapy within our normal day of work and hustle and workflow and whatever it is that you do. We can fill our mornings, afternoons, and evenings with healthy doses of positive influencing media and little, little healthy snacks of media that, that help us, that give us knowledge and we can read articles about new wave ways of getting through mental despair. Ayurveda is on the rise, and holistic health is becoming more mainstream than ever, and that's not a coincidence. It's because we're, we're all waking up, and we're all realizing that it actually doesn't take a crazy, you know, 
I hate to say it, it doesn't take a crazy workshop or a $5,000 retreat or a, you know, a $500 course to, to make you tap in to your healing. And it, it also doesn't involve sitting in, in one-on-one therapy and reliving that trauma every week. Or, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to look like that. And we, we actually live in such a great moment of history because we can truly become our own gurus and our own healers. We have all the information, we have all the knowledge, we have all the support around us and within this alternate reality, and we can use it to our advantage. But we're, so many of us are so latched on to that, that old part of us from years ago or whenever that trauma occurred and it's like we're glued to it it's like it's like we we're living with that person still and and we're still trying to make sense of the trauma and we're still trying to find ways to manipulate our mind and saying like oh this happened because of this and you know maybe if i didn't do this that wouldn't happen or it's it's exhausting to live that way and i live that way i i completely live that way and i I'm, I'm just so sick of it, and I don't want to identify myself as my trauma anymore. Like, I could put it all out there for you guys, and I have. I have. I've, in, in many episodes, I've told you guys what I've been through. It's probably the same shit that you've been through. And as much as it is amazing to connect with other people who have been traumatized in the same way as you, I think that there should be a fine line balance between how we connect with people and not just go right out from the gate, oh yeah, like I was raped in college and this and that, like, because then that, that's how, like, if you, if you, the first thing that you connect with somebody with is based around trauma, you're, you're pretty much telling that person, hey, this is me, um, I'm identifying myself as a trauma victim or a trauma survivor, and this is me, and, like, it's going to be hard for them to, to see you in a different way, and it's, it's just kind of a weird thing because it's like we want to be vulnerable and we want to connect with people, but we also don't want to make people feel like, oh yeah, like it's it's just that girl who's been through been through so much and been through everything, like, you know. It's not fun to be viewed at as that kind of person, and I'm sure you don't want to be viewed at uh, viewed at as that kind of person either. And I think part of recovery and part of self-growth and development is this stage. And this stage is detaching ourselves from that part of us because in order for us to rewire and realign ourselves into this adult that we are today, um, we have to somewhat kill that old part of us. And... If you want an example, I need to part ways with the gab from high school because 
of the trauma that I went through with my parents and dysfunctional family and, and domestic abuse and emotional abuse and my eating disorder and, and um, drugs and alcohol abuse. So now that I got that out there, cool. Does it mean that I need to live every day of my life writing and talking about this stuff in detail and reliving my traumas? No, it's been over 10 years, 15 years for some of the stuff that that went down. So I think that this stage of healing is more so about breaking free from that part of us in order to be here now, in order to enjoy our lives right now, in order to live in gratitude and abundance in this moment, in this phase of life, wherever we are, wherever we're living, whatever job we have, whoever's around us, how can we fully submerge ourselves into our life right now if we are so obsessed with with making sense of our past traumas so it's really um it's really um clashing um healing from any type of trauma can be challenging and we are very much living as like i said before that past version of ourselves who is attached attached to that version of ourselves that went through that trauma and there's still a part of us that is that child or human who went through the trauma and we relive it in our minds trying to pick it apart but what happened happened and what I like what I like to look at it as is that it wasn't some grand scheme, evil plan that the universe has against us that we went through that trauma. It's, it just happened. We are actually very lucky. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you have money, you have an apartment or a home, you have clothes on your back, you have a warm bed, you have food on the table, you probably have friends and family, and you have a smartphone. So that right there alone is like, wow, we are, we are very, very lucky in the grand scheme of things. Like we are, we're here and we're living in this, this life of endless abundance and, and gifts. And we could very well be in the slums of India or the slums of Africa or we could be homeless. We could, we could have some serious, serious drug and mental illness issues that, that we're living on the streets. We could, you know, be an orphan. And it's just like the, the, there's so many different ways our lives could be, but instead we're sitting here, whatever you're doing right now while listening to this podcast, I hope you're enjoying what you're doing right now, whether it's walking or running or working or you know, writing or doing art or in the car. I hope that you're literally just like in this moment and enjoying this moment and finding abundance and gratitude that you can find inspiration and um, and a way of understanding self through 
through media, through podcasts, through Instagram, through articles, and all these things. Like, we're very, very lucky. So I think that that's a huge part of this stage, of this process of detaching ourselves from that past version, that past part of ourselves who went through that trauma. It's gratitude and abundance is key in order to move forward. Because we got through that trauma, it doesn't identify us, we are not identified by that situation. And yeah, flashbacks happen, memories happen, nostalgic feelings happen, and those memories come flooding in. But you could almost look at it as like, oh, that was a different life. That was a different me. That was a different, a different movie, a different film. And now I'm right here, I'm right now. And I'm living my life right here and right now, and I'm trying to be me. And, and that trauma isn't you. So there's millions of people who are going through the same situations as us, maybe in different bodies and lives, but we're all living the same shit, just different stories, different books. And in order to heal, we need to free ourselves of that past trauma and healthily brainwash ourselves and say, that does not define me. I am me right here and right now, living and breathing and moving forward. Releasing the shackles will break us free and into a new way of living and holding compassion for ourselves in these times when we get triggered or hit walls or of failure and emotional turmoil, because that's normal. So in order for us to fully heal, we need to let go of that part of ourselves that's screaming and yelling for answers. And of course, there's going to be days that we just need to sit with that trauma and sit with that pain. But I challenge you and I ask you to maybe focus more so on the detachment from that past version, detaching from the identifying of that trauma to yourself and have more days of living this life in this current movie in this scene right now instead of rewinding and replaying that scene over and over again thank you guys so much for tuning into that episode of the vibe within i hope it made you feel good i hope it made you feel not alone i hope it made you feel heard and seen and understood and all the things so also i wanted to um, let you guys know that I am working on and about to launch a low-cost guided meditation um, series with journaling and creative writing prompts. It's going to be about seven to nine guided meditations over four hours of, of audio meditation um, media along with several creative writing and reflection and journaling prompts that will help you get through trauma. And it's not going to be too expensive, um, and I will let you guys know when it, when it launches. So if you're interested in that, just stay tuned. If you need to um, ask me any questions, feel free to email me or DM me. Um, emailing is probably better, but um, all of that info is in the show notes. If you'd like to support the podcast in any way, you can check out different ways um, to support the podcast. Um, I also have an Amazon store full of 
supplements and things that I actually use. So if you're looking for Ayurveda or spiritual goodies or anything, you know, cool, basically, <laughs> um, I have an Amazon store. It's just uh, Gypsy Love Flow, I believe. I'll put that in the show notes too. And if you'd like to support the podcast in a free way, which is my favorite, just share the episode with somebody. Tag somebody in, in a screenshot, send it. Um, send it out to the universe, to your friends, your family members, your coworkers. We're all going through shit. And it's really nice when somebody sends me like a song or a podcast because that means that they were thinking about me. And that's like the best. Like, even though it's such a small gesture, it means that that person thought of you when they were listening to a song or, a, you know, an audiobook or a podcast. Like, that's fucking beautiful. Do you think if you didn't write that really shows, yeah. that really shows you who, who really cares about you and who's really in, in your circle. So share it with a friend, family member, um, subscribe, rate and review. That always helps. It's because of you guys that my podcast is thriving, and I really just appreciate you guys so, so much. So thank you, and I'll leave you with the rest of this song. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.